This is episode 130, Heal Daddy Issues and Create Authentic Relationships with Marie. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I love this episode. It's so good. I can't wait for you to listen. Before we dive in, I got a couple announcements for you. First, I am teaching a coaching training workshop, May 5th and 6th in San Diego. Health coaches, life coaches, transition coaches, any kind of coach, whether you have been coaching for a while or you're a brand new coach or you're thinking about making that transition into coaching, I want to help you. I feel responsibility to help you. I've been a coach since 2004. I think I'm a pretty good one. I've learned how to turn it into an impactful business that brings me so much joy. And now I just want to pass it on, to spread the knowledge. And there's a lot out there in the coaching industry. And honestly, there's a lot of people teaching coaches that I don't think have a right to be teaching coaches because they're not (laughs) successful coaches themselves. So I want to give you authentic training with a lot of integrity, no BS. We're going to spend one day on really becoming a masterful coach because if you want to be successful as a coach, you got to be pretty darn good at it. And if you have the desire and if you have the passion, I promise you can become masterful. So we're going to spend one day on that. And it's going to be highly experiential. And then we're going to spend one day on the business of coaching because often you can be a really great coach, but a really sucky business person. And there are so many coaches out there who have such a gift, but because they can't make money at it and because they can't sustain it as a career, they give up or they aren't doing it to the fullest expression that they could. So right now, we're building the web page. I might have it. Check the show notes by the time this goes up. But for now, email jill at christinehassler.com if you want a spot. May 5th and 6th, it's a Saturday and Sunday. We're capping it at around 30 people. So if you want in, email jill quickly. Would love, love, love to support you. Second thing I want to talk about, this is a shout out to the men out there. And I so many men ask me, Where's the men's retreat? Can I come to your retreat? Where do the men go? Well, I finally have a place for you. I mean, there's lots of men's stuff out there, but I only like to share what I believe is like the cream of the crop, really good stuff. You may or may not know my friend Preston Smiles. I've known Preston for years. We're in Association of Transformational Leaders together. He's married to one of my best girlfriends, Alexi Panos. He is just the real deal. And he hosts something called the Man Cave. What is the Man Cave, you ask? Well, it's a virtual conscious man brotherhood where you explore, expand, and elevate as a tribe for four months. It's an opportunity to get coaching, accountability, and brotherhood to level up your life, all aspects of it, finances, relationships, sex, addiction, family, connection, spirituality, your alone system to generate financial abundance. You'll get over the fear that keeps you small. You'll stop the pattern of either exploding or completely shutting down. You'll leave procrastination behind. You'll be bigger than your biggest addictions or limiting beliefs. And you'll be part of a brotherhood, something that I think all men need. So here's the deal, and I have a discount for you. If you go to prestonsmiles.com slash mancave, P-R-E-S-T-O-N-S-M-I-L-E-S.com slash mancave, and type in Christine Cave 150. This will all be in the show notes. Christine 
CAVE150, and the CAVE is all capitalized, you get $100, no, you get $150 off using that promo code. All right, guys, if you want something you've never had, you've got to do something you've never done. So it is game time. Go to PrestonSmiles.com slash man cave. Before we dive into the episode, I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors for this week, the first of which is Havenly, which is the most delightful way to design spaces in your home on any budget. You partner with an interior designer to create beautifully designed spaces based on your unique style. You can then buy whatever you love directly from Havenly's platform with access to hundreds of retailers and guaranteed best prices. So everyone could use a little help with designing a space in their home, and Havenly is the easiest and most affordable way to actually do it. They've completed tens of thousands of beautiful designs, and their team of designers works directly with you online to design whatever space it is you want to your dreams. It can be a guest room, a family room, kitchen, whatever. Havenly helps you every step of the way using your budget and your style. Our environment is so, so important to us. You deserve a beautiful living space. Start by taking the free Havenly style quiz. It's a fun way to learn your unique design style and helps Havenly match you up with the perfect designer to put together the perfect room. You can try Havenly today by visiting havenly.com, H-A-V-E-N-L-Y.com slash over it and get 25% off your first design package. That's H-A-V-E-N-L-Y.com slash over it for 25% off your first design package. And our next sponsor, just in time for tax season, is FreshBooks. Freelancers and small business owners, I feel ya. Tax season is here, and there's a good chance that many of you are trying to dig your way out from underneath a pile of receipts and spreadsheets. Do yourself a huge favor and stop digging before you completely disappear under that abyss of paperwork or just procrastinate altogether. Go and check out FreshBooks cloud accounting software. Not only is it going to save you a lot of time and stress, it might actually change the way you feel about dealing with your taxes. How about that? Need to send your accountant a quick summary on the amount of tax you've collected last year? How about pulling together a profit and loss summary? FreshBooks can generate these reports in seconds instead of the hours it would take you to do them manually. You can even set up FreshBooks to import expenses directly from your bank account, which means next time you use your debit card for that meal or tank of gas or new computer, boom, the purchase is recorded instantly in FreshBooks. All this and FreshBooks is ridiculously easy to use. It's made especially for people who don't like dealing with numbers and their taxes. Right now, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. All right, so let's dive into today's episode. As I mentioned in Coach's Corner, I am back from Australia. And I don't know what I expected in Australia, but I was pleasantly surprised by what happened in the trip. A lot of things happened and it gave me an opportunity to practice really honest, authentic communication. And there are a lot of, there are a variety of situations where I got an opportunity to do that and break a lot of patterns. We talk a lot on this show about patterns and awareness and I coach people on understanding their past and connecting dots. But in order for change to occur and in order for there to be integration, you have to actually make different choices. And often that different choice is to be more authentic versus strategic in your communication. What do I mean by that? 
Well, a lot of times we think we're being honest. We think we're being vulnerable, but we're being a bit strategic, meaning we're editing ourselves in a way that protects us or makes us come across a way that we think we need to come across to get approval or to not be hurt or to not piss somebody off. So we're being honest, but with a little bit of strategy. And it's a big, big difference when we're honest and completely authentic, completely vulnerable. I don't mean that we're irresponsible and we just throw up our emotions all over somebody else. We take responsibility for our communication, but we don't hold back. We say what's real, even if it means we could get hurt, even if it means it might not be reciprocated on the other end, even if it might, quote unquote, upset the other person, we still say what's true for us. Which brings me to my call with Marie. Her initial question is about a breakup and getting over a guy, but that's not really what the call was about. The call goes all the way back to daddy. Listen in because my coaching in this episode was a much different approach than how I've previously coached people on a similar topic. As you're listening to this call, consider, do you keep dating the same person with a different face? Are you pretending in any of your relationships? Are you a bit of a chameleon? Are you more strategic than authentic? Are you trying to prove your lovability? Do you doubt your lovability? Are you hoping someday a parent who wasn't there for you in the way that you wanted them to be will show up for you differently? And finally, do you have the relationships that you crave? Or do you have relationships that you're hoping someday will turn into what you want? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Marie. Marie, welcome to the show. What's your question? Thanks for having me, Christine. Uh, My question is I've uh, just ended a, a relationship that went on for about a year and 10 months. And I know that ending it was the right thing to do. I just am having a hard time, like, focusing on myself. I feel like I'm very much still wanting to know what he's doing. And I think the situation was that he was unsure whether he wanted to go back to his ex-wife or stay with me. And so I've become obsessed with just focusing on them and what she's doing, Mm -hmm. comparing myself. So... Heartbreak is just hell, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. How old are you now? I'm actually 38. 38. And this was a year and 10 months, you said? Yeah. I um, previously before that, I was single for, oh, about two, two and a half years, moved to a new city. But before that, I was engaged. And, you know, in unfortunate circumstances, my fiancé, had an affair with one of my bridesmaids and Mm. left me for her. Mm. So, so there's like a lot of heartache there, not just him, huh? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of seems like a cycle. Right. What would you say right now your primary belief about men and relationships is? Um, Yeah. I feel like just abandonment and I, I think I do everything I can to prove that I'm this lovable person. And I, I think for as long as I can remember, they've just left. Mm-hmm. Who is the first person that left? 
Yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot. And it was my father, well, my parents. Growing up, their relationship was never great. And, you know, many times my dad would leave, but then he'd come back and um, they finally separated when I was, oh, in high school or so. Um, so, but yeah, I think my dad is someone that, like, I've always tried to, I think, get his attention and his love for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, you've sort of dated your dad over and over again. <laughs> Gosh, yes. Yeah. So how, I guess maybe that, yeah, maybe that's where, that's where the, the question is then is how do I stop dating my dad? <laughs> What's your relationship like with your dad now? Um, you know, it's better than it has been. He still is a very, um, non-emotional and like not someone that wants to be in close relationships. So I've never had a very close relationship with him. Um, I've, I've actually been told that he, that I remind him of my mother. So mm -hmm. that's why he, uh, is not, I guess not wanting to form that type of close bond with me, but, um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to see him soon. And, you know, I do enjoy every moment I spend with him. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I don't talk to him very often. I'm sure all the guys that you dated were a lot of fun too. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Yes. But maybe not healthy to be with. Yeah. This last one was different. I think at least I thought he was. And then, I think he just maybe was emotional, um, emotionally unavailable as well. And, mm -hmm. and, and we didn't realize that in the beginning. How was he emotionally unavailable? He was just getting out of a divorce and about 10 months into the relationship. I thought everything was great. I went home with him for Christmas and was going to go see my family for a bit. And he told me that suddenly he tells me he was reconsidering his divorce and talking to his ex again. And it crushed me. And, mm -hmm. but he also didn't want to let me go. So that went on for a year, just him pushing me away and pulling me back in. Yeah. Just like your and dad. So, yeah. Pushing you away. Cause you remind him of your mom and then pulling you back in because you're his daughter and he feels guilty and he does love you. Yeah, I yeah. can see the same thing with my ex, just feeling that guilt, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you know what the issue is, and you're having issue-based yeah. relationships, and you're attracting from your wounds, and yeah. you're basically looking for dad. So yeah. have you ever worked with your anger at your dad? Uh, you know, it's funny that you asked that. I I was an art student and my entire thesis was basically this cathartic, like, burst of beautiful art, but it all was towards my father. But I don't know if, I don't know if it worked. <laughs> well, it could have been a layer. I wish one cathartic piece of art could heal deep wounds with primary <laughs> parents. If it did, I wouldn't have anyone on the podcast. It usually takes some time. Yeah. 
And it also yeah. takes really being with that little girl who's very confused and very hurt and probably gets re-triggered every time you go and see your dad. Yeah. Because I don't think you have a very honest relationship with him. And therefore you're yeah. not having honest relationships with men. I think yeah, it's about time you start telling the truth to your dad. How do I do that? How do you do that? What do I say? What would you want to say? What would be your truth? Um, I guess I just have always wanted you to love me the way I love you. Mm -hmm. And I want, want you to be proud of me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was hurt when you would leave and come back and leave and, but yeah. I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah. I recently had like a couple of months ago, some body work done. I was having problems with my eyes and this person worked on my eyes and while he was doing it, like it didn't feel good. And my intuition was like, mm, don't. I need to stop this. But he's like, no, I know what I'm doing. I know best. Da, 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 da. And then afterwards I had this terrible eye twitch and pain for weeks and weeks. And I kept going to him and saying, you know, I've got this eye twitch. It's not going away. Uh, I've done this to thousands of people. Like it wasn't this, it wasn't, it wasn't me. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. And it kept continuing and I kept having anxiety about it. And finally I sent him a note and I said, this happened because of what you did. And I need you to take responsibility for it because you not taking responsibility for it is making the situation worse. And finally, he took some responsibility for it and my eye twitch stopped. That's amazing. And I, yeah, I think I can see the, the relation to... Why did I tell you that? Yeah, I think even though I don't want to blame my dad, I think... The, I think the reason that I keep going to these men that remind me of him and that are emotionally unavailable is because I'm still looking for that one piece that's missing right. and it's from him. Right. And, and I need him to give it to me before. Well, he may not be able to give it to you, but you at least need to speak up and stop pretending that you yeah. can just hang out with him and ha ha ha. And it's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you'll get the same response that I got, like that he'll take responsibility, but the little girl in you, it needs you to speak up and be like, yeah. you know, this wasn't okay. It wasn't okay that because of your issues with my mom, you couldn't love me. And you may say that you did or, but here's your actions. You did this and this and this and this. And you know what? That sucked. Yeah. And if you want, you can write this in a letter to him. Yeah. Oh, I've written many letters to him, but yeah. That, that you've sent? Well, you know, I, I don't know if I've sent them or not. It, they, they, I mean, it was from when I was a young girl, I would write letters mm -hmm. to him, but uh, not recently and not since I think I've had a few failed relationships and realized why maybe these relationships aren't working out. Right. You know, and it's interesting that I'm being guided to coach you in this way because it's so different for everybody. And, and for some people, it's like you kind of work it out on your own or you talk to an empty chair or whatever. But for whatever reason, Marie, 
I feel like it's important for you to speak your truth to your dad because I feel like you keep trying to work it out through all these other men and just keep getting the same result instead of going back to the source and saying, I need to say this to you. And I'm not saying you're going to get an I'm sorry or anything like that. But I think because part of what's happening is you want so bad for him to love you that you're not being authentic. You're being good. Hoping that like he love you, he'll love you like the way you want him to love you. And I think you need to let go of his wanting his approval, let go of wanting him to love you, let go of wanting him to be your dad because you keep turning into a chameleon and contorting yourself and not speaking your truth because you, you want daddy, but like, yeah, he doesn't exist. So now it's time to like deal with the truth and speak up and be like, this wasn't okay. Yeah. But I guess I'm I'm curious to what part wasn't okay, the part that he left or the part that I just haven't received the love from him that I had always wanted. What do you think? I guess the second part, the feeling like I want, wanted more. Yeah. I think the best thing is to be specific about what wasn't okay. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Well, I think because of all of this, I feel like I have a problem with like self-doubt and Mm -hmm. my self, like feeling just I'm not good enough or Mm -hmm. I compare myself to every, everyone. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you could just say anything to your dad, what would you say? Um, I guess dad, from when I was a little girl, I, I've always wanted to make you proud and happy and, and love me. And I, I've never felt like you truly love me as, as much as I've loved you. And, and I, I want that from you. Did he ever tell you he was proud of you? He has, he has. And recently you know, he, he hasn't, I don't know if he's actually said those words, but he, he has, like, I know he is, but okay. I think it is difficult for him to, but do you see what you just did? Like, yeah. Has no. he ever, <laughs> has he ever said to you, Marie, I'm so proud of you. I can't, I can't remember a time. I think you'd remember, no. but do you see how yeah. you're already like defending him? Like, I know he's yeah. proud. No, you don't. Yeah. Because you keep trying to prove it. That's true. Yeah. Again, this isn't about making him wrong. In some level, he did the best he could, but it's about yeah, you speaking your truth. It's about you saying, Dad, I longed my whole life for you to say I'm proud of you. When you left, I just needed you to hug me and tell me it wasn't my fault and you still love me. I always felt like because I reminded you of mom, you wanted to get away from me. Yeah. You just need to be, I'm not saying that you're going to him and you're being like, dad, you effed up my life and you're a jerk and I hate you. I'm not saying that at all. It's like you, you keep going after these men that you want this emotional intimacy with. 
you're attracting unemotionally unavailable men, but you're unemotionally unavailable as well because you're, you're not speaking your truth to your dad. You're having a pretend relationship with him. That's right. Now, if your dad wasn't in your life at all, I'd be coaching you differently. I'd be coaching you on how to work it out and have closure without him. But he's still in your life and you're having a pretend relationship with him just like you're having pretend relationships with men. And so I'm coaching you to go back to the source and start having an authentic, emotionally honest relationship from your end at least. Whether he's capable of it or not, I don't know. But you've got to at least start doing it for you because you're pretending. Yeah. And you're still trying to get his love by putting on your little song and dance. Yeah. Do you love me now? Are you proud of me now? What about now? I feel like that's exactly the way it is in my relationships too. You're right. You're so right. And you're 38. I know. That's not old. That's just old enough to have a grown up (laughs) conversation. Yeah, I know. I think it's hard because I I don't think he's ever really talked to me like an adult. So, or had like an adult conversation with me. My, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be hard, hard with him, but I can do it. Well, and again, this isn't about, you know, I, I don't want you, I'm not setting you up for having the expectation that he's going to be like, Marie, I'm so sorry. You're so right. And take you in yeah. his arms and be the dad you always wanted. It's like I say, you don't go to a Chinese restaurant when you want nachos. But what this is really about is you breaking the pattern of pretending, you breaking the pattern of contorting yourself and manipulating yourself to make yourself lovable. You said in the beginning of the call that with these guys, even before I asked you about your dad, that you tried to prove that you're lovable. Yeah. This is about ditching that pattern, Marie, and being emotionally authentic, being honest, speaking up about your needs. Yeah, you're right. It's not about blaming him. It's not about telling him all the things he's doing wrong. It's more about this is how this felt to me. Yeah, I can do that. I see him next month. So, (laughs) Yeah. And like I said, if you want to write it in a letter before you see him, And say, you know, this is something I need to express before I come. Let's have a conversation about it. And then you can decide if you're going or not. Yeah, that's true. I guess I can't imagine not going, but I guess just like my ex, I had to call that. I had to close that door because I couldn't take the limbo any longer. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't take pretending or trying to be somebody else. Yeah. Here's the thing. If he's not willing to shift the relationship into a more honest relationship with you as a grown up woman now, then it seems to me like you just kind of keep going back to the same unhealthy pattern over and over and over again. And if you don't shift that primary relationship that was the start of all this, how are you going to shift future relationships moving forward? Yeah. And I want that so bad. Yeah, I hear you. I think what you want is to to feel like you don't have to prove your lovability. 
I think what you want is yeah. to feel like you can be totally you and be loved. Yes. Yes. But then you've got to, you've got to start showing up for yourself and taking care of yourself in a way yeah. that makes the little girl in you feel safe and in a way that's in alignment with what you really want, which is honesty and openness and vulnerability. Yeah. You can't be emotionally available and pretending at the same time. I, I never thought of that, but you're right. I guess I never thought of myself as emotionally unavailable. I always thought that I was very open and vulnerable. And You're emotionally adaptable. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not good. But someone that can adapt is like, like dodgeball right? It's just always moving, always going, what do you need me to be now? What do you need me to be now? That's not emotional availability. Yeah. That's just being adaptable yeah. to whatever someone else needs. But that doesn't create true intimacy because you're not letting anyone see you. Yeah. Because you're always contorting right. to what you think they want to see. So how can yeah. anyone see the real Marie? When she's constantly dodgeballing. Yeah. I can see that. I, I'm going to start with my dad. Mm -hmm. And can you really hear me that it's not about blaming him or making him wrong? It's about speaking yeah. your truth. Yeah. And about not pretending anymore with him. Yeah. I can do that. How do you feel in this moment? Um, I, I feel, I don't know. I, I guess I feel like I have a piece of a puzzle that like I, I never considered was missing. And I, I knew I had issues with my father, but, and I knew they possibly bled into my relationships, but I guess I, I didn't know it went that deep. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can feel the emotion inside of me that it really is that deep. Yeah. Yeah. But what's so beautiful is that, yes, it's deep, but it's also very clear. Yeah. And this is like the metaphor or analogy. I don't know what the right word is that I use a lot of like, you know, when you have those tangled necklaces, and they're so tangled, like they were in your purse and shaking around and they're so tangled. And it's like that little teeny, teeny strand. And you find that one knot that like unravels it all. And it's like, oh, <laughs> relief. Like you're picking away at knots and picking away and picking away. And finally you find that one that just like unravels it all. Oh, yeah. This is it. Yeah. It is it. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Did this help? Yeah, I think I I have a clear just starting point. And, you know, I think I've been afraid that I've been focusing on the wrong things, which I have been. But now I have something to focus on rather than other people. It's myself and, yeah. and working through 
this bad thing. And thank God that you were obsessing about him because your pain about obsessing with him got you to book this call with me. So it's like your inner wisdom has been leading you to that knot in the necklace. And you're just, your mind is just obsessing because you want, your soul so wants to be free of this. You want to be emotionally available. You want to be emotionally expressed. You want to be honest. You want to stop trying to prove your lovability. Yeah. And so obsessing about him was just the discomfort that was required to get you to this. Yeah. So like right now in this moment, when we're really getting at the core of this, how much do you care about him? Oh, I, I haven't thought about him since we've been talking about my father. Yeah. Yeah. So you can really just look at him and thank him and for being a, another kind of a stacker, like another trigger, another helper. Yeah, that's very true. Didn't end badly. And so, you know, we'd, I think we'd still be great friends as in the future, but yeah, right now I think it's focusing on myself. Yeah. I would, you know, don't go being friends with him quite yet. Just, just (laughs) keep, keep your distance, focus on you. When you do notice yourself obsessing, just know all that is, is you trying to distract yourself from healing what needs to be healed. Mm, Okay. And in that moment, ask yourself, like, how can I father myself right now? How can I love myself right now? Yeah. What do I need to obsess about, about me? And just draw your energy back. Because it's just a habit. It's just a habit of you know, your whole life yearning for this male attention. Yeah. And when you don't have it, then you obsess about getting it. Yeah, that's totally true. And then once you get it, the psyche goes, oh, wait, I'm going to lose it because I'm not really that lovable. So, oh, look, he has an affair with the bridesmaid. Oh, he's getting back with his ex-wife. See, I'm not lovable. Yeah. So all this has just been what you've attracted according to your story. None of it has to do with your worth. Marie, you're so lovable. Yeah, you're so... (laughs) Let me say it again. This all has to do with your story and your belief system and what you fear will happen. None of it has to do with your lovability or your worth. Thank you. And as you start showing up, more authentically, more emotionally available versus adaptable, men will feel you differently. Yeah. But they can feel, whether they're conscious of it or not, they can feel your fear and they can feel your expectation that you're, they're going to hurt you. Uh, yeah. And when a man feels, this goes for women too, but I'm just talking about this for a man, when a man feels energetically the expectation on the woman's end that he's going to disappoint her, he either runs or just sabotages it. Yeah. Yep. I can see that completely happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not your fault. Don't hear it that way. Just, I'm telling you this so that you can break free of the self-torture thinking that it was something unlovable or unworthy about you. It's just your fears and belief systems that set all this up. 
Yeah. You know, I can go back and look on my dating life and, you know, everyone I've been in a relationship with and they were all, you know, people ask, what's your type? And it was like, well, what were my issues at the time? That was my type. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. You know, and luckily I've done a lot of work and I'm at a different place where I don't necessarily attract from my issues anymore. So it's more about values and alignment and all that kind of stuff. But I can look back on so many relationships and go, it wasn't about my type at the time. It was about whatever I was working through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once you work through this, not only will you attract a different type, but you'll be attracted to a different type of man. <laughs> I, I'm hopeful for that for sure. Well, don't just be hopeful, be committed. Yeah, I am. I'm, I am right now, starting right now. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Do you see how you're starting to get your power back? Yeah, I can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel like such a victim anymore, do you? No. Mm-hmm. This has just been your life lesson, but it's yep. getting, it's getting <laughs> you ready for something amazing. I'm smiling. Yeah. Really big. Yeah. So sort this out, work this through, and you'll get to the other side of it. This is just a chapter. There's more. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, Marie, for your vulnerability and honesty. Hear how powerful that was? Keep that in mind as you move forward in all your communication and your relationships. I covered a lot of ground in this call, so there's not much to break down, but there's a few things I want to highlight. First, in the very beginning of the call, I asked her, what's your primary belief about men and relationships? And she basically said that she's trying to prove that she's lovable, and for as long as she could remember, they left. That belief right there is the reason she keeps experiencing the same kind of heartbreak. And that ties all the way back to her first initial heartbreak, which was from her dad. Our parents have a big impact on us. And parents don't hear this as, oh no, I'm going to screw up my kid. Hear this as, wow, I do have a big impact. What impact do I want to make? Her dad imprinted her with a bit of a fear of abandonment and a bit of a self-judgment that she wasn't lovable. Because even though I know that I'm sure he loved her, his own stuff got in the way his own issues with her mother, his own issues with his own ability to be intimate with his own daughter, his own self-judgment, his own fears, all of those kinds of stuff. She said that he's really funny. So my guess is he often uses humor to deflect intimacy. And what she's craving is an intimate relationship with a man. And it goes back to dad. She's like, well, how do I stop dating my dad? Well, you put him in his rightful place as your father And you go back to deal with the core wound that was there. And that core wound is just never feeling seen, never feeling loved, always feeling like she has to prove herself somehow. So back to that question, how do I stop dating my dad? Well, a lot of you are probably asking that. How do I stop dating my dad or my mom or the same person with a different face over and over and over again? So I've mentioned this before, but it's worth reiterating. When we're born, We know we're not separate. We know we're connected to our higher power. We know we are unconditionally loved. 
We feel that connection. And then the veil drops a little bit and things happen and our conscious mind takes over and we lose a little bit of that antenna, that connection to our higher power, and we project God and that source of unconditional love onto mom and dad. And if they don't give it to us, then there's a wound there. And who do we go look for after we don't get it from mom or dad? A relationship, a romantic partner. So then we start to go project God onto that person. You know, whatever we didn't get from the parent we really yearn to get something from, we will go out and try to date. And it's consciously, it doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Because it's like, if our dad didn't give us what we wanted, why would we go and date someone just like him? (laughs) Wouldn't we choose the opposite? Rationally, you'd think so. But remember, your unconscious mind is running the ship most of the time. So someone who's emotionally unavailable, in Marie's case, someone who has that tendency to maybe run or abandon feels incredibly attractive because it's incredibly familiar. And it's like, ooh, 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 there's dad. Maybe I can get this love from this person that feels like dad and that will heal my wound with my dad. But she's not going to heal her core wounds with her father by going out and dating these men. She's going to heal her core wounds with her dad by going directly to the source. So that's why in this particular episode, in this particular instance, I really coached her to have an honest conversation with him and take back her power. I don't coach all people to do that. But in this situation, since she is still in relationship with him, it's time she has an authentic one. She's having a totally pretend relationship with her father. You know, in the same breath, she talked about not feeling loved by him and feeling like she reminded him of her mother and so that's why he wasn't close to her. She then talked about how excited she was to go and see him. That doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Sounds a little bit dysfunctional. But rightfully so, I can understand why she's settling for scraps here because she never got what she wanted from him. So she's taking what she can get. And that's the pattern she's playing out with men. She's having pretend relationship with men. She's settling with them. She's not honest with her dad, so she's not being honest with men. Moreover, she's not being honest with herself. And this is not about blaming her dad. This is not about going back to her dad and being like, you F me up. It's your fault. I'm ruined for men forever. No, 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 no. It's about speaking honestly about how she's feeling. And it's about not defending him, not making excuses for him. I really had to pull out of her, did he ever say he was proud of you? And the answer was no. She's like, oh, I knew he was proud, but did he say it? And it's time that she says to him, you know what, dad, I need to hear you say the words. I'm proud of you. She needs to be emotionally authentic rather than emotionally adaptable and know that she doesn't have to prove her lovability anymore. She will start to feel more lovable inside herself if she starts taking care of herself by speaking her truth. And so will you, you know, her whole life, she's been yearning for love, yearning for love. But then she has a story that she's not lovable. And then her story is creating her reality. And so she was dating based on her issues. And we all do that. I shared in the episode, you know, I I didn't really have a type (laughs) throughout my 20s and early 30s. I had an issue and I was dating whoever was a match for that issue. And as you resolve those issues, especially daddy issues or mommy issues, those primary parental issues, you will shift who you attract and who you're attracted to. But again, it comes back to being emotionally honest. Emotional availability is not just about vulnerability. It's about honesty, speaking your needs, speaking up for yourself and not pretending. 
So some takeaways for you. Take an inventory of your relationships. Where are you being strategic versus authentic? Start to have honest, vulnerable communication with the people in your life. Stop pretending, even if it feels risky, even if it feels scary, all of that. You've got to stop pretending. If you're obsessing about someone, ask what the lesson your discomfort is seeking you to get to. And when it comes to change, healing, and making your dreams come true, don't just be hopeful, be committed. And if I can help with that, especially you coaches out there, join me for the workshop on May 5th and 6th. Become a masterful and profitable coach. Email Jill at Christine Hassler for more information on that. That's our show for today, everybody. Much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.